0: Hello and welcome to the podcast of Emanuel Assemblies of God in Knoxville, Tennessee. We're so glad you've taken the time to listen. If you're ever in our area, we invite you to join us for one of our worship services. For times and locations, please visit at emmanuelag.com. You know what's great? The Word loves me. The Word loves me. And that's all I've got, it's so one little sticky note. But it's okay. It's an honor to be here. As he said, we go way back. We played a lot of places, preached a lot of preaching. Big churches, little churches out on the street, under the bridges, just, just anywhere, just to do this same thing, to pour out his love and his word on people. And it's amazing what happens when you get in his presence. Healing, hallelujah, healing. But we always say, you know, Psalm 1611, or somewhere in there, there's joy in his presence. So it ought to be fun. (laughs) You know, it should be fun just to enjoy his presence and just sing and worship and come together and I don't care if it's donuts or we're preaching the word or we're just singing. It should be fun. It shouldn't be a, a heavy burden to come in here. And I, I feel that it's just a light place. It's not heavy. I like it. We, we like this place. It's, it feels good. You don't get that everywhere. And so it's a blessing. So I want to go to Mark 11. Let's see, Matthew, Mark. It's the second one. So, Matthew, Mark. Okay. <clears throat> New yeah, it's in the New Testament. Thank you. New Testament. Yeah, that helps a lot. And, you know, you go Mark 11 22, 23, 24. If, if you're a born again believer, you know this, you've heard this. It's a scripture everybody knows. Let's just read it. I'm going to read from the KJV, which is the King James Version, the Authorized Version. And uh, that's just the one I've chosen today because I like what it says and how it says it. But the KJV, this is the the Bible Jesus carried, the KJV. (laughs) So um, it says, and Jesus answered them and said, have faith in God. Pretty simple. Have faith in God. For verily, truly, I say unto you that whoever says this mountain, be thou removed... Be cast in sea, and you shall not doubt in your heart, but you believe those things that you say will come to pass, you'll have whatsoever you say. Therefore, I say to you, What whatever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you have them. Three simple scriptures: have faith in God, and just say and don't doubt, but say, and then pray, believe, receive. The third verse there is pray, believe, receive. It's so simple. We've probably all heard this preached a bunch in a bunch of different ways, and I'm thankful for that because I've you know I've got a foundation of that in me, and I'm thankful for every message I've heard on that. Now a lot of people, if anybody's ever heard of Kenneth Hagin, you might think these are his words that he um, he's quoted as saying that that these are his words, but Jesus said them first. Before Kenneth Hagin, but he said them so much, you think it would be him. So I I followed him quite a bit, and it built up my faith. One time, uh, it says, have faith in God. It's pretty simple. And uh, many years ago, I was believing that, and I just believed it. And I thought, Lord, teach me that faith. I want that kind of faith that he talks about and that the Bible says, and Jesus says, give me that kind of faith. I want it. It was a simple prayer, and I lost everything I had. (laughs) And then I realized, oh, you got to believe. And so I learned, you know, how to pray and what to pray, specifically what to pray. Because you can pray a simple prayer like that, and he'll say, okay, you want faith? I will teach you. Let me take away everything you have, everything you know, and turn your world upside down. You will learn faith. Yeah. Somebody said, mm, I think they've been through that. <laughs> mm. Let one of those, mm. But he says, have faith in God. Say it. Don't doubt. Then he says, whatever you desire, pray, believe, receive. Okay, so let's go to James. It's over in the back. James, I think it's before Peter and John, little John and Revelation and all that. Let me read James 1, 5, 6. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask God. He gives it freely to everybody. I mean, you ask wisdom. If you ask whatever, let's say wisdom, You'll receive it. Matthew 7, 7, Jesus said, ask, seek, knock. Ask and it will be given. Didn't say it might. He didn't say it could be. He said, ask and it will be given. That's Jesus, Matthew 7, 7. Okay, verse 5, ask, it shall be given. Verse 6, but let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. You know, if you ask with wavering, you're, you're not sure, you ask, and then you're not sure. You're, well, what does he say? I mean, he goes on to say you're double-minded, you you know, it's it's not going to work. Verse 7, he says, don't let any man think he's going to receive anything. Now, that's James, brother of Jesus, and he says, if you ask and then you doubt a little, Verse seven, yeah, you cry out to the Lord, but verse seven, he says, don't expect anything. Now that's, that's James pretty harsh, but you know, Jesus could be a little bit harsh too. I can't get much amen right there, but (laughs) Jesus can be harsh too. He truly can. And James said, if you ask and you've got a little doubt in there, don't expect anything. That's verse seven. Now I'm not crazy about that part because like you, I've asked and then I've wondered and I've asked and then I've done some things that maybe didn't back up or support my faith. And he says, don't do that. If you do that, if you're doubting in any way, don't expect anything. That's pretty strong but that's James that's in the bible that's the word let me let me let me show you one more in James close let me open James back up here chapter 2 17 18 let's see what it says James 2 17 18 okay everybody knows this also you you should faith without works is dead faith by itself is dead faith by itself is useless if we don't have works faith is dead why cuz faith is an action just like love is an action worship is an action faith is an action something we we have to do you you see that uh, you know all through scripture it doesn't say really Uh, Job had faith. Abraham had faith. They had faith. They had faith. It just says what they did. And that was counted faith. It was counted righteousness. It's our, it's our actions. It's what we do. Okay. Verse 18. Yeah. You might say, yes, I have faith and I have works. And he says, okay, show me your faith with your works. And of course you say, you believe. Yeah. Yeah, you say you believe, that's great. The devils believe and tremble. As they know him, they tremble. There's a big difference in just uh, believing in God. You know, saying believing there is a God and believing and trusting in God. Believing and trusting with everything you got. Maybe because your life depends on it. Maybe because your house depends on it. Maybe because your wife, your husband depends on it. Maybe your children, your grandchildren depend on it. It's, it's a big deal to believe and not, you know, nowadays, everybody in this country, oh, I believe, yeah, I'm a believer, yeah, I believe, yeah, I believe, means nothing. Really, it means nothing. I believe, I believe, I believe. Great, the devils believe and they tremble. But there's a big difference in believing and trusting. I trust him with all I got because what else have I got? I'm at a place or I'm at a point or my back's against the wall or whatever where I need him. Right. I believe, yeah, I'm trusting in him. Well, how do you believe? What's <clears throat> well, it's action? You know, you might have to get up and walk down here. And when somebody puts out a call and says, do you need anything? You might have to say yes. And I humble myself and walk down here and say, here I am. And then it's one of those math things. If then, if you do this, then, if you do that, if you have faith, then you'll have works. The works is the walking down here. And even as we talked about earlier, you know, it may be like this and you might have to put one up to surrender. You might have to just lay down your arms and surrender and then hallelujah um these guitars praise the lord for them i have this one 12 string when i when i got that thing many many years ago i just this is going to just be a lesson on faith and it's for me i'm going to hear it and i'm going to put it back in my heart and apply it Many years ago, I saw this guitar, walked into a little music store in a place called Dallanega, <clears throat> Dallanaga, Georgia, walked in this little small music store, saw that thing on the walls, whoa, it was hanging up there, had this big high price and this big do not touch thing on it, and I was like, whoa, that's beautiful, and I said, hey, can I touch it, and, oh, you know, and he let me touch it and come down and watched me hold it and stuff. And I played it and I thought, man, this plays like, if you know anything about music, uh, it's a 12 string that plays like a six string. So plays easy. And I've had 12 strings and, you know, are hard to play. But I played this thing. It was beautiful, but I was just like, man, this plays great. I could play this like everywhere. I thought, Lord, you give me this guitar. I will play it everywhere. Open the doors and I will go. Because it's just another instrument like my voice, my Bible, whatever, to minister. And I said that to the Lord that day. So I go back next week. I said, I mean, that thing was beautiful. And it played so easy. And it like does the work for you. You know, you just go, "Mm, it sounds good. And it's like, boy, you sound good. I said, all I did was, "Mm," because it makes you sound good. So I, I did that. Go back next week. I say, hey, can I play it? Then I go back another week. And I started going once about every month. And I was believing for that guitar. And I told the wonderful heathen, pagan, secular store owner, I said, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm coming to play my guitar. I want to come play it. And he, first, he would laugh, <laughs> kind of like you. Yeah, okay, sure. And I would come in once a month and play that guitar. He so said, I just come to play my guitar. And so I got to where, he yeah, to go and get it. I just get it and sit down and play it. You know, like, man, this thing plays so good. It sounds so good. It makes me sound better than I am. And um, so that went on for about four years. What? Wow. And then about four years later, I walked in there and the Lord made a miraculous way for me to have the money and went and bought it. And uh, I had the faith. But I had to do some works. I had to walk it out. Sometimes you have to walk down here. And sometimes you have to drive and walk and walk out your faith. You know, work out your faith with fear and trembling. But I I had to walk it out. And I was believing. And I knew that I knew I would have that guitar. But I did that for four years. (laughs) And the guy thought I was crazy. And that's okay, because I'm just crazy about Jesus, and I love him, and I trust him. And I said, Lord, if you give me this instrument, I will use it for your glory, and I have. Hallelujah. That's a big deal. When you pray, believe, yeah, and then you might go years, but you will receive you will receive if you put your faith with your works and you do not doubt. Let's go back to verse 23. What does verse 23 say? That just what gets you. I'll just tell you it does. Mark eleven twenty-three. 23. Whoever says to this mountain, be thou removed and be cast in the sea. And you do not doubt in your heart but you believe those things that you say will come to pass, you'll have whatever you say. Now, Jesus knows that some people are just going to be presumptuous and, you know, whatever and selfish. And you got to have a pure heart, clean heart, clean hands. You got to be righteous in him for all this stuff to happen. Otherwise, you're just going to name it. Oh, there it is. You say it and don't doubt you'll receive it. So that's name it, claim it. Yeah, that's true. This is name it and claim it. But it's not just, you know what? Yeah. Today I want this to be a million dollars. <laughs> Anybody done that? Just not me neither. Yeah. Today I want this to, you know, to be a million dollars. What's foolish? People do that. And people have done that and drive by a house and say, oh, man, you know, I want that house. Give it to me. (laughs) It doesn't work that way. You got to have a pure heart. You got to be clean hands. You got to be righteous in him. You got to be completely surrendered to him. You give yourself to him. Then guess what? Then you can say to the mountain, be removed and cast in the sea. And you do not doubt in your heart, then you can receive it, whatever you, whatever you say. I had some great mentors over the years, and a couple of them. One of them, Miss Vicki, lady who was just a great lady who taught me how. You can't say that. You can't say that. And you got to say this. And uh, so that was that was really good. And I had a, another one. Who was a great, great one? Who was uh, Pastor BJ's mom? And Margie was one of the greatest, might be, greatest person of faith I've ever known. And uh, would say, "You can't say that." And I say, "Yes, I can." Well, you know, you can't. Mm-hmm. I, or I'd share a song. Yeah, I'm working on a song and whatever, whatever. You can't say that. I said, "Sure, I can." I just said it. Well, you can't. And I'd say, well, I just wrote this song and this is it. And you can't say that. And I'm, well, it says I'm weary. I'm weary about life or whatever. You can't say that. And she was right. You can't say that. Because, you know, you'll get in, come in wintertime, everybody, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. Then, you know, catching a little cold. But other than that, you know, I'm feeling, you can't say that. Margie was right. You know why? Because Jesus was right. She had the greatest mentor, Jesus. This word right here says everything. And you walk into the church in wintertime and everybody sniffing and this and that. And you say, how you feel, mom? You know, I'm catching cold or I'm whatever, I'm this or that. And so I just started saying, how hey, you look like you're in the weather or whatever. And I said, I would say, no, I'm catching a healing. No, I'm, catch, I'm about to catch a healing today. And I would say that because I didn't want no cold. And I might have already been under it and look like it and feel like it and just feel junky. But I would remember, you can't say that. And so I would say, yeah, I'm catching a healing today. And people, again, people look at you like, well, you're crazy. You're sick. <laughs> you're sick. And I'm like, and I would. Try not to think, yes, I am. Because as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So I try not to even think it because I learned that. But you still sometimes think, man, this bill's coming due or, you know, or whatever it might be, and you're trying and you need know, this and that, and I've got to study for this. and Oh, man, I don't know what I'm going to do. Your back's against the wall. And you still have to fight that thinking. And just believe. And if you say anything, say what you're supposed to say. Margie learned what Jesus said. What did Jesus say? It is written. And then something, it is written. This is my answer. You wonder if Jesus would think, well, I'm feeling a little low today or I'm feeling kind of, I bet he wouldn't even think it. He would think it is written. Then he would say, It is written. Don't you? I think what is well, you know, what would Jesus do? Where are those little things? What would Jesus do? What would Jesus think? He doesn't think like we do. We can walk in this, we can walk, not here. But let's say other churches, people can walk in the door and somebody say, Oh, Tom didn't even speak to me. That pastor BJ didn't even speak to me. He doesn't like me today. He doesn't like me. I bet he doesn't love me. He probably doesn't. By the time you get all the way down here and sit down, he does not love me. I'm convinced now. Didn't offer me a donut. I'm struggling. You know, and before you know it, you're thinking all that. What are you going to say? You're going to have whatever you say. But as a man thinks in his heart, you know, out, Jesus said, out of the abundance of the heart is the mouth speaks. So you get the thoughts, things come in and you see and you hear and all that. And it, you know, just sit in that oven and bake a while and then it'll come out of your heart, your mouth will overflow. What are you gonna say? How are you doing? Uh, it's rough. The devil's been riding me all week. You know, It's been rough. You can't say it. But at the same time, there's balance in life and you just can't say that I'm blessed and highly favored every time, every day. Well, you can, but some people will say, uh, find another one. Just say a, a different one next week. I had a friend of mine who used to say, I mean, you'd be in Walmart. And you know how big Walmart is? They got like 75 checkouts and two of them open. <laughs> and you stand in line. Like, What about these 74? Whatever. 73 checkouts. Open these things up. And I'd walk in that thing, and he'd say, "Joy Nicholson, that's my name." And uh, I would hear that from a mile away in Walmart. And then he'd say, hey, "How you doing? I'm blessed," and you know, and on and on and on. I won't, I'll spare you, but it's just a blessing. But I told somebody the other day, he he's not here because he's went on to glory, and he beat us all there. But man, I'd give anything to hear Joy Nicholson <laughs> on the, all the way on the first aisle, and he's over there on 75. <laughs> I'd love it. But sometimes you got to say it, and some people got to say it out loud because you have whatever you say. Let me see what it says, 23. Whoever says to this mountain, be thou removed and cast in the sea, shall not doubt in his heart. But you believe that what you say is going to come to pass, you'll have it. So you're going to have whatever you say. So I'm going to say today, be careful what you say. And I'm going to say, be careful what you think, because you see that goes in and processes. And then I'm going to say, be careful what you pray for, because you might get it. And I'm going to say, be careful what you wish for. Some people just wishing for whatever, but you got to be targeted. You got to pray. You got to desire. You got to believe. You got to receive, but you got to do the right. You got to be righteous. And then you got to pray for the right stuff, but you got to think the right stuff. And then out of that heart, it's got to come the right stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus said this about the mountain. You know, I don't know that any mountain ever picked up and went. Do you? But I mean, he said it. So it's possible because all things are possible, right? I've never said to a mountain, go jump in the lake. But I've never had need of that. I've never needed that. So it's not become real in my life for me to need that. Should that happen, I'm I'm sure that would happen in my life. Why he said that, I think it was for preachers to be able to have something like, well, there's a mountain in your life. You can move it. A mountain of debt. You can move it today, you know, because that sets up a lot of good messages, really does. (laughs) But, you know, I think, why did he say that? And then I think, why did he, this whole thing happened because they were walking along and he was hungry. We got this whole passage because Jesus was hungry, right? The thing about the fig tree and he's like, yeah, I want a fig. I'm hungry. And there was nothing there, but it has leaves. So maybe it should have been. That's a whole nother message or a hundred messages you can make out of that. But why do he say that? I think like that. Because I ask him, I wonder why you said that. Why do you say to this fig tree Well yeah, he was hungry, but why did he say that? Because I would think that he would say, because what he said was, "No fruit grow here after forever, whatever, and it dried up from the roots. We all know that, yes. this means yes, this means no. This means, I don't know. So it dried up from roots, yes? yeah, thanks. It's what it says in the Bible, right? It is written. Why do you do that? I'm just curious because I think like that. Why didn't he say a fruit come on this thing now? You know, he could have said that. Just interesting. Why'd he say it? But he said, whatever you say, you can have. Whatever you say, you can have. And that comes out of whatever you think, process in your heart. And you know, you and it's got to be pure and righteous and holy. You say, well, that guitar is not pure and righteous and holy. Yeah, but I am. I'm covered by the blood. If you knew me, you'd say, oh, no, you're not righteous, but I am. I'm made whole. Hallelujah. So what I think, and I say, I have need of that. Lord, you have need of that. I got to reach people. I got to go. I'll use that instrument. And he probably said, yes, you're right. You will. But wait, <laughs> there's more. But wait, there's something in that waiting. But you know, when, when you become a believer, it may be you become a, a believer and then pretty quick you pray and you get an answer. Pray and get an answer. And then sometimes you have to start waiting. Why? Because they that wait on the Lord renew their strength. And then they that wait on the Lord, their faith begins to grow because you've waited and then you've seen it. Then you've waited, then you've seen it. Then you've waited. So when I saw that, hey, didn't even know they made the other version, the sixth string. So when I found out, guess what I did? We went to praying (laughs) And specific we didn't pray white guitar. You know what we prayed? The sixth string, white electric, talk of electric acoustic, right? Parametric E2 and a cutaway and with the hard shell case. And so when we found out, we started praying for that. And we prayed and found a use and we prayed and we found another. And we tried to get it and this and that happened. And when we got it, the Lord had that thing. You know what? He had put it in a store way up somewhere, Pennsylvania or somewhere. And it was in that store for 20 years waiting for us. And you know, you know how long we prayed for it. Four years. So we, we prayed, desired, prayed, waited, kept speaking, 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 believing. And then four years later we got it. And then when we got it, it was like brand new, like, and it's not, These, these were, those were made like years ago and they were only made, my art, my Takamini rep said they're only made for five years. So even collectible, I didn't know that. I didn't care, but it was like brand new, like the Lord had taken it and just, I'm going to sit it right up under here for 20 years. (laughs) That's what he'll do for you. Cause I'm not special. He'll do it for all of us. That's pretty cool, huh? And speaking of that guitar, many years ago, I had a, a, many, many years ago, before I even knew those existed and all that, I had a a small company, had a couple guys working with me. I had a guy who was a friend of mine, Christian, good guy, real good guy. And at Christmas, I said, I'm going to give him a bonus, you know, kind of what you do. And I went in the music store and I saw this white guitar. I never, at that time, I'd never seen one. I was like, man, look at this white guitar thing's beautiful. You know, I'm thinking, wow, oh, I'd love that. But my thought was, I want to get it for him. So I got it for him and then brought it home. And I I had this old junkie looking case because it didn't come with a case. And I put it in that thing. I said, well, case junkie's better than nothing, right? So I got him that. And when I went to give it to him, he said, oh, what is this? Junkie case. And he opened it up. And he was like, wow, man. He was blown away by it. Ended up, he used that thing for years. And he would tell me, I used that thing. And I would, when I would uh, be with Young, teaching the youth group and all this, and I would, I'd open that junkie case and show him. And that became a lesson he would. And I said, man, that is awesome. But you know, you have a desire and you think and pray And then you give, you give a white guitar, guess what you get? (laughs) Two white guitars. And one of them's a 12-string. And and again, years ago, I had a a young guy helping me kind of interning. And and so I was mentoring him. And he was kind of, didn't have much, let's just say. And I said, I'm going to give him. I had a 12-string from high school. I bought in high school. I said, I'm going to give him that thing. So I gave it to him. And then not long after, I said, you know what? This guy's good on Piano, come on keyboards. Just saying, some people are really good. And so what did I do? I said, I've got this keyboard that I got years ago. And I said, Lord, if you you just teach me, I'll worship you. And the Lord started teaching me to play keyboard. So I gave him that 12-string. I gave him that keyboard. And you know, I've got a 12-string. I've got a white one. And I've got probably this Yamaha keyboard I gave away. I have three now. Well, actually two, I just gave one away. So what, I'm going to get two or three more? Ooh, no, it's the gift. I don't give a rip about the getting back, it's the giving. Jesus knew that, you know that. It's more blessed just to give than receive. And I knew when we walked in this place, we came in here last night, kind of brought some stuff set up. And I knew when I walked in this place, Angela knew it first because she spotted it. it, said, The wall, the map, the world. And we were like, man, this is a, this is hallelujah. When you see that, that's a, this is a given church. You guys are blessed. And I know this, I know you guys are blessed because I can see it on the wall. You probably support missionaries and you probably proudly support them. You're thankful you do, right? And you can pour into them. And so this is a pour in, pour out church, I can tell. And she spotted it. I was like, yeah. And we just stopped and looked at it. And I said, this is a blessed place. When you when you have missions and that's your heart and you give and you support, this is a blessed place. Hallelujah. Let me read verse 24. Therefore, Jesus said, whatever you desire, was KJV, whatever you desire, when you pray, believe and receive. Pray, believe and receive. But I like that version because it says whatever you desire. You know, God cares about what you care about. He cared I've shared openly, he cared that I cared about a white guitar, and just because it played easier. It's beautiful, yes. But he knew I would use it and I, I would travel and use it. and, he knew that because he knew me. He knows your innermost Mhm. He knows your innermost <laughs> workings of your heart and he knows your desires. Um, let, me, let me share one more thing right here. I, uh, years ago, I was at a pastor's meeting and there are probably 30 or 40 local pastors, you know, at a pastor's meeting where you got to do pastor stuff. And we finished that meeting. Everybody circled up in prayer like you do like good pastors do. And so we all hooked up in prayer, ended, prayed into ended the thing. And a guy right across from me looked at me and loudly and plow- proudly said, the Lord wants you to come to my church. And I said, okay. I knew of him because a friend of mine was was leading worship at his church. But he made it a point to say, the Lord wants you to come to my church. I said, okay. Um, said it a couple times. God wants you to come to my church. I said, okay. So he said, here's my card. Call me. So next week I called him. I said, hey, so-and-so, and I'm calling. And he said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't come. Our, our people aren't ready for you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Oh, no, no, we're not ready. Okay. Well, no big deal. You told me to call you. <laughs> so I'm calling. No, no, no way. No, brother, 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 <laughs> brother, we're not ready for you. I said, okay. I mean, I'm not that crazy. <laughs> However, I said, okay, no big deal. We talked a little bit. And I said, okay, you never need me, call me. And uh, maybe pretty quick, maybe a month or two went by. And this friend of mine who leads wor- worship at his church called me on Saturday night. Something major urgent had happened in his life. He said, "Oh, you got to help me. You need to leave worship my church." You know, I said, "I can't." No, you need to, and I said, "I can't," right? Because the pastor said, "We're not ready for you." And I said, "I I just can't." He said, "No, you've got to. You got to help me." And I said, "Even if I did, I don't do that without talking to a pastor before I go somewhere minister," and. That's what I do. He said, I've already talked to him, Pastor So-and-so. I've already cleared. I've already talked to him. I need you. I've got, to, you got to come. I said, Buh. and it was urgent. I was like, you know what? Okay. You sure? you sure? You sure? So I went and ended up helping him. And then the pastor says, hey, that was great. Can you come back next week? And then a friend of mine had some urgent that was going on, kind of took him away for a while. I said, okay. So went back next week. Then guess what he said? Hey, can you come back next week? I said, well, I'll do one more week. And he says, then we do, and it goes pretty well. And he says, hey, can you come back one more week? <laughs> I was like, uh, okay. So we went back, probably stayed a couple months there, maybe two or three months. The point is this God had a desire. That's what I want you to think about. God had a desire. So it says, Whatever you desire, when you pray, believe, receive, and all that. This pastor didn't want me there, right? First, he said, God says for you to come. Well, that's okay. I'm all about hearing from the Lord. But then he says, no, 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 we're not ready. But what if God had a desire? What if God actually spoke to him and said, ask him to come to your church? Or the way he did it. You tell him to come to your church. Okay. What if God wanted that? And what if man said no? Or what if I got there and the the people said, we're not playing with you. (laughs) A white guitar and all that or something. You never know. I mean, you never know. What if God wanted something? What I want you to think about. Yeah. Okay, let me ask let me ask you this way. What if God wanted you to catch a healing? I mean, right? He did, he does. Yeah. Amen. What if God wanted you even today to catch a healing? Or what if God wanted to promote you? And you just happened to think, yeah, oh, you know, I've I've done this so long, and I'm pretty good at it, but I'm I'm safe. <laughs> I'm kinda I don't know, I feel safe right here. He did that one time to me and said, Step out. And I said, On water? <laughs> out there? He said, Yeah. Lay all that down and step out. And I said, Go where? And he said, Wherever I tell you. It's like, whoa! Wait a minute. That's kind of like that. Lord, teach me faith. Moment. It gets kind of dicey. But can't we trust God? Can't we trust God with our everything? Hmm. I think we can. I think He's pretty good at providing. He's pretty good at healing. He's pretty good at bringing relationships back together. He's even given you and I a whole ministry of reconciliation that we have because he's trusted me and you to bring people together or even bring people back together. He's trusted me and you with that. So what if God had a desire for your life? I've asked people even recently, what what's happening? What's going on in 10 years? And and some people are like, well, what? You know, a little freaked out about it. And some people are like, I don't know. I'll probably blah, 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 blah. But what if God's got a desire for you? I'm just saying it's possible, isn't it? Aren't all things possible to him who believes? Okay. Sometimes he'll put that on you. I think sometimes he might not. But like that pastor situation, he might put it on you or somebody and and then it have to go a kind of a different way because people are involved. You know, people can get involved in our lives. And it same with church. And if it weren't for great, I mean, if it weren't for people, it'd be this would be great. You know, church. Every church would be great for it for people. I mean, our family would be perfect if it worked for all our family members. But some of them are kind of, you know, they need extra prayer. Yeah. Or ours, we put the fun in dysfunctional. I tell you what. But you know, what if? What if? What if? Yeah. But if he puts something in your heart. He's going to drop it here. It's going to come in po- possibly through one of the senses. You might see it, smell it, touch it, whatever. You might see a guitar hanging up and something trigger, something trigger. Uh, and then one thing might lead to another. Or you might, you know, like with me, see a keyboard and you think, well, I can't play that. But Lord, it, and it's expensive, but I can buy it today. If you let me buy it today and you teach me how to play it I will worship you. And that and that's a simple prayer and he'll say, "Okay, I can do that." Yeah. You know Psalm 37? Let's look at it, verse 4. Everybody knows it. Don't you just think everybody in here knows the Bible? <laughs> You just think, y'all probably came last week or week before, and you, you think everybody knows it. I know a lot of it. I like it. You know, this Bible is the word. This Bible is Jesus. In the beginning, was this right here? He was before it all, with it all, through it all. He made it all. He holds it all together right now. And his name is called the word of God. I love it. I think y'all love the word too. Psalm 37 verse four, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Delight yourself in the Lord. Enjoy him. Just enjoy him. There's joy in his presence, and he'll give you the the desires of your heart. What is that? Yeah, what is that? And not just, what do you want today? Not necessarily, not necessarily, what do you need today? He's just saying, delight in me. Just enjoy me. Come get like this right here when we got up here and just worshiped a little bit. Come get in my presence and just do like John the Beloved and just come and just lay your head over on him and let him lay his head over on you and just wrap you up. If you're hurting a little, just let him comfort you. Maybe he'll squeeze you a little tighter. just, Just love him. And, and don't get in no hurry to do it. Just take your time with him. Delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. But sometimes his desires are not necessarily yours. Sometimes they don't start out as yours. Sometimes you might grow in desiring godly stuff the way he wants you to, to desire something. We had a, a, a daughter that wanted to be a missionary. which was like, go be a missionary. Praise the Lord. That's great. But we weren't saying send us. We were saying, it's, it's okay. Send her. We'll pray. But what if he starts sending us somewhere? You know? to another country, Knoxville, <laughs> yeah. another country called Knoxville. You know, what if he does? Well, you better just step out and grow in it and obey and enjoy it and receive it because he's got a desire. He might have a desire that you go. And then you might start, you know, kind of like acquiring the taste for something. You might start saying, hey, well, I like this you know, I like praying for somebody in another country and they got healed or hallelujah. It's possible. All things are possible. Have faith in God and whatever you say and do not doubt in your heart, which means you can doubt in your mind a little, but don't but he he doesn't say you're going to get punished for it because we are not as strong as we think we are. And sometimes we might wrestle with a little doubt or you might hear from the Lord and might wrestle with a little doubt. As long as you don't doubt in your heart what you're about to say. Hallelujah. Because you might need a, Fill in the blank. It seems like everybody needs a healing for something at some time, you know. At some point, seems like everybody's gonna need a healing. I feel like everybody wants to feel well, right? Everybody wants to feel good. I want to be well. So most everybody, you know, he's got that covered. Everybody wants to feel good. I think everybody wants a healing. I know this couple one time went to the doctor. They said they went to the doctor and and the wife had a a bad report and said something's happening, something's growing and they might have to do all this and was crying. And the the guy said to her, don't say a word. Don't say a word. Don't call anybody. You come straight home. Don't say a word like firm. And, And so she said, Crying, crying, crying. Okay. And he said, don't say a word. Do not call anyone. Come straight home. She came home, not obeyed. She just came home because she was upset. Soon as she got home, said they got down and prayed, put their hands on the area that was concerned, put their hands on there, prayed and believed and said they both knew it. That instant, knew it. She was healed. Totally healed. However, Days went by, even weeks went by, ended up having to have a surgery, this and that, and and all this stuff. And what happened was there was some bad stuff in there and the doctor came and when it, they went and did a follow-up after surgery and all this. And the doctor came and said, you know what, I've never said this before. Actually, I have never said this. There's nothing there. There's no bad stuff there. Nothing. And they were like, rejoicing, but they were like, yeah, we knew it. The moment we got down like this and prayed that first day, they didn't say anything, didn't call anybody, didn't talk to anybody else, but him put their hands right on the area, prayed and believed and God healed. And God healed. So we always want to be well. We always want a healing. So let's just pray and believe for that. But Psalm 37, four says, you just delight. You give yourself to him, brother. You give yourself to him and pour it out. Say, Lord, I've got gifts. Here they are. Take them. You say, here they are. Whatever you want me to do. And his desires might just become your desires. And you might. You might end up, you know, you're thinking, well, I might just do this, 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 but he might take you. If you surrender, he might take you on a path you never dreamed of, but he might not do it if you don't just surrender completely to him and walk it out and work it out because faith without works is nothing. Nothing. What James say, man, if you got doubt in any in any way, it's no good. Don't doubt. Just call out to Jesus. Somebody desires something, I know. So I, I, would, I just want to wrap up and, and pray and stuff. But what I want to do is somebody's got desires. And and somebody that's saying, "I want those desires. I want to know what it is." So let me pray, Lord. I thank you for your precious word. I thank you that you are this word. You are the word. You are the word that says, just delight in the Lord. You're saying, delight in me, delight in me, and I will give you the desires of your heart. I'll give them to you. Lord, I pray for everyone here and everyone in the sound of my voice right now in the name of Jesus. Tenderize that heart. Tenderize those ears to hear what you would have to say to them right now today. Yes. Somebody needs you, Lord, to speak, Lord, speak, Lord. Hallelujah. I thank you for it. I thank you for the work that you're doing. I thank you for the moving that you're doing right now in the hearts of your people. Hallelujah. Thank you for it. And I thank you that your word says that this word will go forth and it will accomplish what you want to accomplish in the hearts of your people today in the lives of these people, your people today. Thank you for it. In Jesus' name.